This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the November series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running in 2017. This month, we're going to take a look at one month of 360 degrees of communication in compliance. This month's sponsor is Dun & Bradstreet. The only thing that is constant right now in the regulatory environment is change. Supply chain leaders and compliance professionals alike continue to struggle with how to best adequately identify, screen, and gain visibility into ownership structures of third parties and or customers so that they understand exactly who they are doing business with. Companies can knowingly finance goods that are potentially obtained illegally or sold on the black market. Procurement teams that are unaware of third-party activities and have antiquated systems, they put their company at risk. Without proper visibility, these teams could unknowingly be funding terrorism or even engaging in human trafficking. In-depth research is needed to identify ultimate beneficial owners and third-party risks. No business ties to corrupt practices such as human trafficking or money laundering is going to self-report, so companies must take this work on themselves and obtain third-party data needed to determine risk, mitigate exposure, and protect their brand and comply with regulations. Dun & Bradstreet offers an end-to-end comprehensive solution to help organizations tackle this exact complexity. Leverage Dun & Bradstreet's complete due diligence reporting to know your vendor and your third-party partners. Do not expose yourself to undue risk. Contact Dun & Bradstreet today to learn more about vendor onboarding, supply risk management, and comprehensive compliance check. This month I'm going to tackle the concept of 360 degrees of communication and compliance. We're going to take a look at it from a variety of ways and mechanisms. We're going to consider the chief compliance officer and his or her role in communications. We're going to take a look at how you can facilitate a two-way conversation of communications while sitting in the CCO suite. We're going to consider some of the leadership and other components of a CCO's role and how they will help you have a more robust and indeed holistic approach to compliance. We're going to consider the bottom-up approach to communications by utilizing communications techniques for your employees, third parties, contractors, and those that may come into contractual relationship with your company through the supply chain. We're going to consider 360 degrees of communications through operationalization of compliance and culture. It's going to be a very interesting month. I think as a CCO, you will learn quite a bit. And at the end of the month, you will not only have information which will allow you to be a more well-rounded CCO, but bring a much more holistic approach to your compliance function. My year-long series of one month to a more effective compliance program and the November edition of one month of 360 degrees of communication and compliance are a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day six, compliance leadership and the clash of cultures. Today, I want to consider cultural differences through leadership. And 
It's based on an article from the Harvard Business Review by Aaron Meyer entitled Being the Boss in Brussels, Boston, and Beijing, in which he considered cultural differences which can negatively impact compliance and compliance leadership. There are four different cultures of leadership. Somewhat surprisingly, they are not segregated by geographic region. And indeed, attitudes towards decisions can range along a continuum from strongly top-down to strongly consensual. Attitudes towards authority can range from extremely egalitarian to extremely hierarchical. The author finds there are four types of leadership, and each one has its different implications for the compliance practitioner and 360 degrees of communication and compliance when you consider the full implications. So we'll go through each. Number one, consensual and egalitarian. This type of leadership is generally found in Scandinavian countries, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, and Sweden. Consensual decision-making sounds like a great idea in principle, but people from fundamentally non-consensual cultures can find the reality frustratingly time-consuming. Some of the things you should expect from this this type of decision-making and decision-making leader are that decisions will take longer with more meetings and process, which requires you as the CCO to demonstrate patience in the process, as the chief compliance officer will be seen as a facilitator and must take time to ensure that the decision you make is the best one possible because it will be difficult to change later. Number two consensual and hierarchical. This type of leadership style is found in Belgium, Germany, and Japan, where groups favor a leader investing more time in winning support of underlings before coming to a decision. This means your group will expect you to be the leader as a part of the discussions while being a part of the decision-making process. You should focus on the quality and completeness of information gathered and the soundness of the reasoning because final decisions are commitments and are not easily altered. Yet there should be a broad consensus and you should invest the time necessary to get each stakeholder on board. Next, top-down and hierarchical. This group has the widest geographic range, including countries as diverse as Brazil, China, France, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Russia, and Saudi Arabia. It is incumbent to remember, as the chief compliance officer, that you are the boss and you are expected to make the decision. The key ingredient is to be clear about your expectations. If you want staff to present three ideas before asking your opinion or give you input before you make a decision, tell them. Old habits die hard for us, so reinforce with both clarity and specificity the behavior you're looking for. Most importantly here, as an American, you must take care as an analogy may be interpreted as a decision. I once had a friend describe in a meeting saying, that dog won't hunt, great Texas phrase. And it was in Asia, and there was some period of five minutes or more where the participants in the meeting talked to themselves in Japanese, and finally the question came back, who is honorable dog? So think about the analogies you're using. Number four, top-down and egalitarian. 
This will be the structure that most Americans are familiar with, and it includes countries like the United States, Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom. These can be seen as speak-up cultures, no matter what your status is. You might not be asked explicitly to contribute, but demonstrate initiative and self-confidence by making your voice heard. Politely, yet clearly, provide your viewpoint, even when it diverges from what the boss seems to be thinking. The final point is that then this drives many other cultures crazy about under this type of structure. Its decisions are typically not set in stone, but there is a continual feedback loop of information which can affect change in the decision when warranted, so you must remain flexible. Think about that in terms of the requirements of a best practices compliance program, which is literally a continual feedback loop. So this means you need to set expectations for your employee base literally across the globe on the 360-degree view of communication and the feedback it will provide, which will be looped back into and make your compliance program more effective. All of these cultures will impact your compliance program. Simply think of your hotline and reluctance of many cultures to speak up or even raise their hand when they see an ethical violation or compliance issue. You must work with your various cultures within your organization to overcome such reluctance. Understanding the cultural disconnect is important. For many businesses, the greatest business opportunities lie in the big emerging economies such as Bangladesh, China, India, Russia, Turkey, or others. In nearly every case, these are cultures which are hierarchical and defer to authority. And these are deeply woven into these countries' national psyche. The management style of pushing decisions down into the organization does not easily fit into emerging market contexts and often trips up Western companies on their first ventures abroad on the business side and will certainly do so in the compliance realm, particularly if there is a different perception of what might be termed ethical. Learning how your employees in other countries approach decision-making and leadership will give you as a CCO insight into how they will approach compliance. But this requires you to get out in the field to talk with folks. If your company goes grows organically or through mergers and acquisitions or through joint ventures, you will need to understand how both the new partners that you have uh, partnered up with in the business venture uh, and their new employees will think about an issue and how it relates to instructions they'll receive from the home out office in America. This means you may need to tailor your compliance program and certain aspects of it to a regional differences. If you do so, you will need to document why uh, if a regulator ever comes knocking so that you can show if there are any de- deviations in your compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, a culture clash Uh, can certainly be very negative for a corporation. Next is number two. What are the different cultures of leadership within your organization? And here I'd ask you to think through both at the corporate home office in America and literally across the globe. And number three, learning how your employees approach decision-making will give you insight into how they will approach compliance going forward. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed Day six of one month of 360 degrees of communication and compliance, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for day seven. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month 
to 360 days of communication and compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and also help get the word out about the only daily compliance podcast involving the nuts and bolts of compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this month, Dun & Bradstreet. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. The podcast series in November, one month to 360 degrees of communication is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.